Thank you for joining us here on the Neutral Zone. I am Phil Milani, joined as always by my partner in crime, my esteemed colleague. Really, the best way to describe this person is my everything. It's at Eric Delala. Phil, great to be with you. Would you call this like a sort of an emergency pod? You know, that's sort of a buzzword in the podcasting industry. You know? Oh, emergency pod incoming. Up to the, up to the minute. Up to the minute. How I don't do know. React? Yeah. It's not so much an emergency because we knew this was happening. We knew so it was So it was sort of a scheduled we know special edition of the neutral zone. It's like a test. Yeah. Of we, the emergency preparedness system. Yes. Do not adjust your dial. This is a just a test. Just a test. You just, but make sure you're ready. But there's about to be some be ready. straight fire coming out of this yeah. podcast. A lot to uh, break down here on this Tuesday, Eric. Uh, we just heard from... Uh, Tuesday? Yeah. Wow. Uh, if it's Tuesday, it's the neutral zone. That's right. But this is a special edition because we just heard from the top decision, The really the triangle, you know. The uh, triumvirate. Yes. The, sort of the holy trinity of the Broncos, if you will. Owner and CEO Greg Penner spoke. General Manager George Payton spoke. And Head Coach Sean Payton spoke. When you connect those three together, it's sort of the law, like sort of the, it's just, that is the Broncos. That's right. You know? <laughs> the leadership. And so we uh, heard from them on a variety of issues. We'll get into it. Uh, certainly a lot about the quarterback position moving forward. Uh, some interesting things just about from Sean Payton talking about how this team improved over the course of the season, uh, how he evaluated himself as a head coach, where he thinks this Broncos team is now moving forward. A lot from Sean Payton there, Don Pack. Uh, heard some good stuff from George Payton talking about last year's draft class and the depth on this roster and what uh, what he thinks of just sort of where the team is. And then, of course, um, from Greg Penner sort of summed up everything from how the ownership, you know, I thought it was good what he said that, he had a message to fans sort of like, hey, we're, we're as impatient as you are. We want to win. And so um, a good message from him. So we heard it from uh, those three guys. And then also on Monday, locker room clean out. Heard from a lot of guys as uh, the Broncos season comes to an end. And those guys were clear, clearing out those lo their lockers. So a lot to get to uh, here on this Tuesday, Eric. Yeah, that's right, Phil. And I think the, the main takeaway from Tuesday's press conference is that all three levels from the head coach to the GM to owner and CEO Greg Penner was that people were happy with the improvement that was made over the course of this year, the strides that were taken. Um, you know, Greg Penner talked about he did see significant progress, and yet it's not enough. It's yeah. not kind of the ultimate goal, obviously, which um, we've heard Sean Payton talk a lot about over the course of the season. I think that was the big takeaway. Sean said, hey, we're having this press conference a few weeks too early. Yep. Um, he's used to in New Orleans being in the playoffs, playing a couple playoff games. Of course, has won a Super Bowl um, and having this end of season press conference a little later. We heard Greg Penner say that it, you know, despite kind of the turnaround we saw, which which impressed him and the resolve of the team impressed him. Uh, still not the ultimate goal. And like you mentioned, Phil, they're impatient to win the ownership group. Um, and then George Payton said the same thing, that there's been some strides taken and he, he was proud of the way the coaching staff and players handled this but again they did not make the playoffs they did not have a winning record they didn't quite get to where they needed to go and 
think the other common theme was a lot of work to be done still as we move yeah. into the off season. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think that uh, you want to acknowledge some of the positives that happened this year, but also recognize that this thing's just not where you want it to be. And I think that overall, Eric, the way I, w I sort of approached this last season was you wanted champagne to come in and get this team improved you know, and, and work on the culture and try to have, have the page sort of flipped on some of the negativity that had been surrounding the football aspect of this organization. And I think that that's what happened. And uh, at the beginning of the year, he clearly said that expectation was to make the playoffs. They fell short of that. Um, but, you know, this team did improve. This team is better right at the end of the season was better than at the beginning of the season. And I think that that was the main goal, I think, is just make sure that this thing is heading in the right direction. And then let's not sugarcoat it. You know, I thought that Champagne did a nice job because there's been so much talk about, oh, if the Broncos would have just beaten Washington at home or the Jets or obviously the Christmas Eve game, if they would have just won some of those games, they would be right in the thick of it. Champagne did a nice job saying, hey, wait a second. The reverse is also true that if you uh, take away a Buffalo win or a win against the Chiefs or, or Browns, you know, some of these bigger games the Broncos won, you're talking about a six-win season. So he says those things sort of tend to even out over the course of a season. So, you know, when he was asked directly, hey, how would you grade yourself as a head coach? He said, ultimately, it's about team success. And so we were eight and nine. And, uh, you know, I think that having that honest approach about what, what the season was about – I think as a fan, you appreciate that mindset. Yeah, and um, I do think it, it it tends to average out. But also, when you think about it, the, the teams that have good seasons find ways to win those those yeah. games. And the Broncos, I think, were five and four in one score games. Probably need to find a way to to get a little bit better in those. If it's six and three, seven and two, you know, find a way to not be in so many one score games. I know they're commonplace in the NFL, but um, find a way to not beat yourself. I mean, he brought up the turnover thing again, you know? Right. And that's one of the things that he mentioned was, Hey, we were eight and one when we won the turnover battle and, um, you know, it didn't win a game when they didn't win the yeah. turnover battle. And so, um, and there were a couple of times he said where Broncos were even, I think it might've been one game where they were even turnover wise and, um, still didn't win the football game. So yeah. he, he put the Broncos kind of in that, what he said, it was kind of the middle of the pack teams. Um, that if you're a really good team, sometimes you can overcome that. If you're a bad team, sometimes you'll win the turnover battle and still lose. Um, but but he put the Broncos kind of in that that middle area, and the Broncos have to find a way now to take the next step out of that kind of middle of the pack to at least the next tier. I don't think it means you need to jump to being kind of the top Super Bowl contender, a, uh, a 49ers team, a Ravens team. But can you get in that next grouping, which is, to me this year, the Browns, you know, the, you're, uh, the you're contending Houston, for your division, right? Something like that. Yeah. The, you know? the Houston Texans, like the, that sort of group that we saw the Broncos can play with. Okay. Now how do you do it consistently? And, um, you know, Greg Penner was asked why should Broncos fans be optimistic? And he brought up several reasons, but, but one of them in his main point was that it is this foundation that Sean has built in this culture. And now you got to take that and move forward. Obviously, as the Broncos head into the offseason here, a lot of talk about the quarterback's position, and, and rightfully so, Eric. It's the most important position in all sports. 
uh, every year the Broncos, uh, that graphic always pops up in these games, all the starting quarterbacks since Peyton Manning left and this and that. And uh, I think the Broncos thought that when they traded for Russell Wilson, it would put an end to all of that sort of talk. It has not unfolded that way the last two years. And now the Broncos head into this offseason needing to sort of evaluate that position. And uh, it, it certainly seems like every option is really on the table for, for where they are right now. Yeah, we heard from both Sean Payton and George Payton, and they said nothing has been decided. Um, Sean talked about the importance of putting kind of some time between the end of the season and your evaluations of players, of coaches, um, to really get a fair assessment and that when you're when you have a great season, sometimes you grade people too favorably when you've had a bad season, the inverse is true. And so putting some time um, between those evaluations is important. And so no decision has been made yet. George Payton did say that it's his understanding Russell would be open to coming back. Um, there's been no determination one way or another. Sean Payton did say he spoke with Russell Wilson for, for about half 30 an hour, minutes yeah. on uh, on Monday and said, either way, this is not going to be a long, drawn-out process after these evaluations. They'll come to some sort of uh, decision and, and inform Russell. Now, who knows if the media will be informed at that point. That's true. But, um, but Russ would be the first person to know. Right. They'll have that conversation with Russ. Um, and one thing that I thought was, and obviously they, f- they faced a lot of questions about, um, George in particular, about who, you know, what were the conversations like on these phone calls? What was all this about? I think what stood out to me was Greg Penner, because he was asked, would you like them to work it out with Russell Wilson? And he, you know, kind of deferred to, hey, that's a that's a coaching decision. That's up to the, you know, Sean in terms of football moves. But what stuck with me was that while Greg recognized the financial implications and the impact, he said the decision they're going to make is whatever gives this team the best chance to win. And so there's not a scenario, and you see owners fill across the league sometimes overstep and say, this guy needs to play quarterback. We need to do this from a personnel standpoint. It's clear that Greg Penner is not taking that approach and is saying, do whatever you need to do to win football games. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it would be very easy for him to just be like, we're not just throwing all this money out the window here with Russ. Uh, if you, you know, he's going to be our quarterback. We're paying him. He's not doing that. He said, we got to win football games. And I think that you, that's all you ask for as a fan is like, Hey, our ownership group really cares about this and they'll do whatever it takes to win. And so the Broncos are very fortunate in that uh, to be in this position right now. And look, here, here are the options. The way I sort of see it, Eric, is either Russell will come back. They'll they'll work through things here, and, and he'll return as a quarterback. Jared Stidham uh, played his two games here. Broncos will evaluate that tape. He could either come in and be the guy. They could draft somebody. Uh, there were a lot of questions about the draft and evaluating and that that sort of stuff on Tuesday. Or they bring in some somebody else. You know, the, And that really is every option. So like uh, literally everything seems to be on the table for where the Broncos are right now uh, and what they're, what they're hoping to do with the quarterback position. But I appreciate that Sean says it's not going to be drawn out because I think you have to make a decision, stick to it and then move forward uh, with the, all your horses sort of uh, behind that decision. Would you want the horses in front of the decision to, you got to move the decision somewhere, right? Well, they're pushing the decision. That's a classic Maybe thing. Horses ducks- do. What, I, maybe I feel like you get your ducks in a row, uh huh, and then you get your horses. You don't want to put the cart in front of the horse. You don't want to do that either. But what if? But the what decision, if they got to push it? The decisions. What okay. if the, they don't want to pull anymore? They want to push it. You push maybe it. like a nice squat or something. Yeah, there you, you go. They got to get the squat the okay. decision. Forward. We'll keep an eye on it. 
You get your horses behind it and move forward, forward pushing through. West. Yeah. Oh, of course. That's where they would Horses. be heading, Eric. But, yeah, I mean, just make a decision. Let's move forward and get all behind that. And um, that is going to determine sort of how the offseason goes, though. I mean, that's just how important the quarterback position is in the NFL. You know, if you – like um, you talk about the margin of error, you know, like you saw the Bills against Miami – a rough first half there for Josh Allen, but they're sort of able to overcome the, the the margin of error there and still get a win. The Broncos, Sean Payton's talked about that too, where that margin of error is just not where it needs to be in the NFL. Yeah, and listen, when you have elite quarterback play like Josh Allen has turned in, you can overcome some of you that You can stuff, overcome it. Right. Um, Sean did talk. You know, He was asked, what do you need to fix? And regardless of the quarterback position, he talked about the goal to go – situations just being Tight awful red zone um i think awful is a word he used to describe it yeah he was honest today i thought very honest he talked about how he needs to be better play calling in those situations sequencing um, i think made a joke about getting his eyes fixed because at one point he read the wrong play mm. he said that was embarrassing um, uh, he said he had like a notebook that he keeps eric that he writes down things that he could be better at or wants to change uh, moving right. forward and sort of just has a running list on how, how he can improve as a head coach. And I appreciate that he shared a couple of those things, like the goal to go yeah. red zone scenarios. Um, you know, and then there's some things he, he's not going to change. You know, he talked about the timeout he called against the Raiders, which I, you know, there was some. I like that. There you was some be aggressive consternation in, that situation. in the press box about that during the game. But I like that. You're, you got him at the one yard line, tackle the guy, and you get the ball right back. And you have to make decisions in that situation, assuming that you, you have confidence with your defense. Right. And, uh, you know, He's also, he talked about when you get to a certain point, you just are confident in who you are and what type of coach you're going to be. Yeah. And um, you can't doubt everything. Right. And his uh, leadership and, and the way he guided this team out of the one and five start, I think we heard a lot about that. We heard how he went to Greg Penner and said, we can be the Lions. And Greg kind of chuckled and thought, okay, well, sure. Let's see. And um, they came within one game of doing that. And, and so it was... You know, a lot of that, I think it's credit to Sean in terms of what he was able to do in year one. And, and now it's about, regardless of the quarterback, taking that next step. Um, George talked a lot about this roster and how the depth, you know, you don't you don't pay for depth. This is not going to be a team regardless. He acknowledged this, which I thought was kind of newsworthy. We're not going to go be big spenders in free agency, which I think you yeah. would expect based on the salary cap situation. But but to hear him say it was, was somewhat newsworthy. You've got to hit on your first round draft pick and some of the ensuing draft picks. And then late in the draft on drafted guys, you've got to build depth across the roster. So that's from kind of a, a moving forward football. How do you get better? Those are key things. Yeah. And he talked a little bit about a guy like um, J Mac, Jaquan McMillan, yeah. who played one game in the uh, 22 season, then came back and was really able to explode onto the scene this, this year. He felt like there was maybe a couple of guys on this Broncos team that could be candidates to do that for next year that did not get much playing time this year, but he thinks could really take off uh, next season. So yeah, fortunately for the Broncos, they were one of the top, injury teams in, in the NFL in, st in terms of staying healthy. Um, and uh, Greg Penner brought that up. That, that That's a huge credit to a guy like Bill Lowry coming in. That was a major priority this last offseason, and we really saw that pay dividends. So the Broncos' depth wasn't, like, really stretched too thin this year. It didn't feel like that. But, of course, moving forward, you expect injuries to happen, and you expect that, you know, you need to have those – you need to have depth to be a really good football team in this, in this league. And the Broncos just haven't had – 
those first round picks uh, the last couple of years here. Um, so that is going to be something that, you know, now they've got the 12th overall pick, Eric, uh, talk about the importance of hitting on that pick. Uh, that's going to be crucial for the Broncos this off season. Right. And it's worth noting that the last first round pick, as George Payton said, worked out pretty well for Denver. Sean Payton coming in. Oh, I think he was referring to Pat Sertan. Oh, yeah, yeah. In yeah. 2021. Um, they were joking last year that Sean Payton was sort of their first. Got round. it. Yeah. That um, worked out too. So That worked out. Um, but Pat Sertan, he's eligible for an extension. One of kind of the That's news true. pieces there was you know, George, as he said with a number of guys, they want to have him here. Um, yep. But kind of no specific details in terms of when that extension could come about. He's now eligible uh, f- now that he's finished his third season. Um, and I think kind of going back to what you said about J-Mac, you look for some of these rookies in particular to take a step forward. George talked about they think Alex Forsyth can be a starting center, um, which I thought was newsworthy, noteworthy, con- considering that Lloyd Cushenberry is due to be a free agent. Um, he talked about Drew Sanders. Riley Moss is a guy that didn't get a lot of defensive snaps, but um, Phil, I asked him in the locker room on Monday, kind of his goals for next year, and he said, I'm being a starter is my goal, and I'm going to find a way to get it done. Mm. And then he talked about, George talked about Marvin Mims and just kind of how he can yep. make more of an impact. So you've got to find an answer or solution, at least at the quarterback position, you've got to find a way to get more depth and, and hit on this first round pick. And then you need some of these younger guys that you just drafted to take we, we here all the time. Year one to year two is when you make the biggest step forward. Um, you got to find a way to have those guys do it. And look like this team is not offensively where champagne is used to being. You know, uh, we saw some improvements over the course of the year, but I think that it's easy to forget that like Sean Payton is used to being in the top five in terms of offensive production, you know, and that just wasn't the case this year. And he was asked like, Hey, do you feel like you laid the foundation on offense? Uh, And he was like, no, we, Never mind that. Like we barely even just begun construction, you know. And I think he said there's going to be heavy duty construction on that side of the ball this off season. And uh, I just think that like we sort of forget that that is what Champagne is used to. Is that he's t- he's used to being that upper echelon of offensive teams, you know. And we're sort of used to here at least just saying, oh, that's the Dolphins. That's what they do. Or like, that's what uh, Kansas City does or or Buffalo or whatever. No, that's what Sean Payton is used to doing. So to have the season the Broncos did on the offensive side of the ball, uh, for him to say that there's going to be heavy construction uh, on that side of the ball, I think that that's sort of uh, – I, I don't know. As a fan, that would fire me up, Eric, uh, just knowing that, look, like uh, I'm glad that Dave acknowledged that this was not what they want to be. Yeah, I will say he did note that, like you look at how many field goals Will Lutz had, it suggests the Broncos were in scoring range oh, quite a bit. Yeah. It's just they didn't convert on those opportunities. And so, again, going back to what he said, he needs this team needs to work on what he wants to work on. It's finding a way to score more touchdowns. Um, the Broncos in those goal to go red zone scenarios. Crucial. Not not great this past year. So um I don't know that it's like an an overhaul or that it, they're not close at all because I, I think they showed at times this year the ability to move the football. It's just about can you be consistent and can you piece it together? And um I think it was Zach Allen in the locker room, Phil Monday, who said, Hey, we beat Buffalo, we beat Kansas City, we beat a really good Cleveland team. Um and then we lost to New England and Washington. And so, you know, it's about being consistent and doing things consistently that makes a difference between maybe not again, between like the Niners and Broncos, but certainly between um, 
the Browns, the Texans, the Chiefs this year, like the consistency element is probably that next step for this team, I believe. Yeah, and I asked uh, Zach Allen, I said, what does it take to become consistent? And he said, everybody's got to buy in every single week. It was sort of an interesting answer just saying like, hey, you got to make sure that everybody's bringing it every single week in terms of like maybe that didn't always happen last year uh, in 23, Eric. And, uh, you know, you talk to a guy like Steve Atwater, the Hoff, and, uh, you know, you're like, hey, how come some of these teams get upset or how come these games are always you never know what's going to happen? And he always brings up the fact that this is an emotional sport, Eric, and that you have to be on an emotional level ready to just like go out there and dominate. That's sort of like you have to get to yourself in that mindset every single week where you're emotionally ready to just go out there and win. And we saw them do that in those, in that five game winning streak team was fired up playing with a lot of passion, but did not see that every single week. And so I think that sort of speaks to what Zach Allen is saying there is like, Hey, we got to be more consistent. That's what the great teams do. And, and that also means that, like what we were talking about at the beginning of the show, Eric, when you're playing a team like Washington at home, or you're playing a team like the Patriots with the playoffs on the line, that means you're showing up and you're taking care of business every week. And especially beating teams that you're supposed to beat. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's, that's how I took it. I think that's certainly an, an element of it. The emotional part. I, I think there's also just the, the execution, the, that aspect where like you can be as fired up as you want against new England. If you don't score a touchdown, when you got the ball at the six yard line following turnover yeah. you know like it's got to yeah. be both right but they kind of maybe lead into each other you know like if you're really locked in and fired up to go out there and dominate i think that that suggests better execution unless yeah. you're the quarterback yeah. and you're just jacked out of your mind and you're throwing it everywhere you don't want to be too i mean you don't yeah. want to be eric delala pumped up right yeah i mean i just i think there's some i just i hesitate and, and maybe not to discredit what Zach's saying, because he obviously knows what's going on in the locker room, but like, I know how much these guys put into this and, yeah, and how course. much they put on the line. So I don't want to suggest like, Oh, you lost in Houston because you weren't fired. <laughs> no, up. no, no. Like there's probably an but, element that you're playing. Sean mentioned it today. You're going to a different time zone, playing an early game, you know, or you're, uh, you turn the ball over three times, like those things. Yeah. And it's hard to say, you know, what's connected and what's not, but um, yeah, I, it will be just that however you get it, whether it's the emotion, the, the execution, whatever, the consistency is important yeah. as you move forward. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, you just got to bring it every single week ready to, to go out there and uh, try to get, do your best. Get them, got to get the most out of these guys and go out there and do your best. Just like they say in uh, peewee football. Just That's go out say. there and try hard and uh, we'll see what happens, okay? We'll get some orange slices at halftime. Yeah. That was nice. That's what kind of... That's kind of fundamentals, Eric. You know, you get back to the fundamentals. <laughs> that is. I like you're like, let's wrap this conversation up by me saying something that I didn't agree with. What do you you're mean? Like, you're like, we're both on the you're like, oh yeah, we both agree you gotta go out there and try hard. Oh, I'm so like, you're you you I don't think that was that. an issue. Uh, well that I'm I'm not saying that I thought it was an issue. I'm oh, saying that's what Zach Allen said. Got it. He said he's that's what he said. He said that leads to consistency. So I I'm not uh, I'm not you're suggesting not anything. No. It. You're I'm asked. not, I'm just reporting what I was told. Oh, okay. Eric. That makes a lot more sense. That is what I was told. That's not, I would never suggest something like that because right. I agree with you, of course, that it means a lot to these guys and they go yes. out there and they, uh, there's only 17 of them, Eric. Yeah. So if you, 20, if you got only, the preseason. Yeah. They I don't will, always bring it as hard as they can go every single preseason. Year. 
Whoa. You agree with that or no? You um, disagree? You're like, I don't know. I think I'll, I'll, agree, I with, I'll agree with that one, I think. But I think that I'm just saying that's what Zach Allen said. That, that, that will help lead to better consistency. Yeah. He wasn't throwing anybody on the bus or anything. He was just saying that's oh. uh he he's just thought saying, that that was part of that he, being more consistent as making sure you bring it, bring that every week. Yeah. And Steve Awater says that this is an emotional sport, so you got to be ready to go. Nothing. I would just come up no, on my own. Of course. That's what they're saying. What they're saying. Any Anything else stand out to you that um, somebody else said from the press conferences? From the press conferences? Uh, no, I think that that was sort of the general tone. Uh, Greg Penner was asked about the new facilities here. Uh, he, you know, he just uh, sort of highlighted that they're excited about uh, bringing all of the business staff together and making a, a nice building that is player-centric uh, and focused. Nice it's going to be a really nice building. I think that, uh, you know, right now, if you come out here, like you could see there's a weight room in one building, the indoor facility is a different building. They're going to have the player flow throughout the course of a day much more compact. And, uh, you know, I think that that just speaks to their uh, dedication and their uh, investment in trying to uh, create a good winning environment here. Um, said that there was no update on a stadium, no update on uniforms uh, that he was willing to uh, uh, discuss today. Yeah, he did kind of suggest that the They're something working. was going yeah. on with the uniforms, just nothing official to announce. He said that uh, it was his impression that you could just say, I want to change the uniforms, let's do it. But, of course. That kind of makes sense to me, right? That would make sense, yeah. But like, of course, I there's a own lot this of, team, uh, I'm just going to change the uniforms. Yeah. That, that makes sense to me. Well, the NFL is a collection of owners that, you know, it's all got to work together. They're all partners. But it makes, so. makes sense to me. Yeah. I don't think he, well, that's how it works. I don't know actually anything about the uniform process, but I would guess that you're probably not like sending your uniform designs off to other owners to approve, right? Um, I don't think that you could just be like, I want to make it this logo and it's something insane that like damages the brand of the NFL. Yeah. There's probably, I don't know officially, but I, I'm assuming that uh, there's some sort of uh, approval process. There's some jokes there about other teams' logos you could probably make, right? I I just I, I don't know. Um, there must be some sort of approval process. Nike, he said, is uh, involved in how how it proceeds Na- moving forward. NASA? No, Nike. Oh, got it. Of course, NASA. I don't have to mention that. Yeah, you know, you know that they're working. They work on the offense. They work on the uniforms. They work on all of it. I, th- I think they used to work on the offense. I don't know if they still formerly on the formerly offense. yeah formerly of offense. They tried to do some work in uh, Minnesota for a, a little bit of the season, and then they stopped doing they that. St- then they stopped. And then they stopped doing the work. Got there. it. Yeah, interesting. So, uh, yeah, that's those are the sort of the you know they they stopped working. I, they did I don't not know have what a, you're talking about. They with didn't the play as much. The Dobbs. Oh, got it. And NASA. Got it. That's not really that where that NASA. came from, but that's, that's okay. not where it came from. But we yeah. also mentioned that. Okay. The the year. Got it. Of course, NASA was up. trying to try to keep up. Well, there's two NASA references. That's true. I did. I picked the wrong there's one. There's the I first guess. one. And then there's a second one. And then there's a second one. That's true. Two that NASA. Will, um, new listeners will certainly feel like they're part there's of this podcast. NASA. Well, the, you know, the NASA uh, people were involved in the design of the offense a couple of years ago, according to Tim Patrick. Yeah. And then uh, they no longer were a part of it this year. Some of the NASA folks went to Minnesota. For the astronaut. And for the astronaut. And then uh, they did some work this year, but they, they, they did not conclude finished. the season. That's right. Working there. So that's a two NASA. That's a good explanation. You got to be, be in. If you know, you know. If you know, you know.
That's true. Yeah. Anything else stick out to you, Eric? I, I feel like we sort of summed up everything from today. Yeah, no, I um, again, I think that just the big overarching uh, point was progress was made this year. And um, I think they're happy with the general direction of the team, but there's still a lot more to be done. Yeah. And um, that Sean in particular was asked, and this was interesting in comparison, a lot of guys in the locker room were asked, was this season a success? Guys said, yeah. Just in terms of, oh, we won the most games we did in a few years. We rebounded from a one and five start. Sean was asked that same question today, and he said, I'm not going to say that. Yeah, That's, I, I think, have a different standard, and I think when you've won a Super Bowl and you've been to the playoffs as many times as Sean has, this isn't yeah. this isn't a success. Yeah, I, I think labeling it a success is sort of just putting the wrong like title like to try and sum it up. Uh, mm. I would not say success. But I think you wouldn't say it, but the I players, I'm reporting that the players said it. What would you say? I'm Eric? Let's hear what you would no, say. I don't think that I don't think not making the playoffs is a success. Yeah. I think if you fall short of your goal, which obviously was to make the playoffs as set by champagne, if you don't do the goal, it's not successful. I think that's, that's true. unsuccessful. Yeah. But that doesn't mean it was all a disaster. It was, well, remember a, that was progress. Ben Swanson's made. performance review. Yeah. He wanted to paint a bunch of, Arts this year. He, he wanted to pay 100 paintings. Yeah. And I think he fell short of that. Yeah. Mostly due to his travel fiasco. His travel fiasco. Yeah. I think he so, um, painted like eight or nine paintings. Totally. totally. Yeah. And so his progress, but was progress, it a success? No. No, not a success. But there was progress for it sure. Was. And I would say, Eric, there was a general sense in the locker room of not exactly knowing what a lot of these guys' futures hold. Like they're like, we want to be a part of this. It's sort of, this is a, going to be a big off season. And I think that Erica, a lot of that comes from champagne spent one full year with this team. Now he knows this team inside and out, and they're going to continue to build things in what, in the direction that he sees, you know, you, you always talk about building a roster to kind of uh, align with the coach's values and the direction they want to go in. Uh, and now that he's been here for a year, now you get one more off season to try and build into that direction. And uh, that could lead to a change. And uh, that was sort of the sense in the locker room. I felt like on Monday. Yeah, there is no transfer portal in pro football. And so, like Sean Payton's ability to shape this team this past year was somewhat, I mean, you obviously have free agency in the draft, but it, it's, that was it. it's not like one college football little, where yeah. you, you can change your whole roster in one year. He's not able to be like coach prime. Exactly. It's just a different setup. And so um, it sounds like now after these next couple of weeks, when he looks through tape, you'll have a full season of assessing guys you have on your staff in your locker room Um and then you you make tough choices. You move forward. You build this team. And I think he said, I believe he said, he, like each puzzle is you. It's a new puzzle every year, right? Ooh, and, puzzles. Um, they've got to find a way to to put the puzzle together a little bit better. Yeah, put the Finish ball in the box. More of the puzzle. Oh, they worked on some of the puzzle. It's been coming together. Yeah, they want to finish, finish more. some more of it. Yeah, and it's not really complete. You can't really say it's ever complete. The puzzle Have is you ever, ever done complete. A puzzle? Yeah. You can definitely finish a puzzle. Can the Broncos finish a puzzle? You're always trying to get if better. If you win Eric, the Super Bowl, you'd probably finish a puzzle, right? Still trying to get better. You're always trying to get better. Do they say that you think they're up there after that? They're like, we got to get better. Yeah, that's what Nick Saban says. Yeah. They win the national championship. He goes out to the press conference and he was like, I got to hit the recruiting trail tomorrow. Yeah. 
That puzzle hasn't never, worked the last couple of years. The puzzle, it's always missing like a piece. It's like under the couch somewhere, and he's like hunting for mm. it. You know what I mean? That'd that be happens. a tough way to live. That happens. Can't be ever happy. I don't know. I what so. was it Greg Penner said today? Uh, a Sam Walton quote. It was. It was like when you think you got all the answers, you're setting yourself up for a mistake, or it was like something, something along, along those lines. Yeah, yeah like I, don't uh, think that was the, I think it was maybe not a little exactly. more eloquent. Yeah, it was nice and tighter than that. But it was like when you feel like yeah. you have all the answers and you've got it all figured out, something wrong. That's when you're in trouble. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, you're never really, uh, you don't have all the answers. You know, the puzzle's never complete. That, that you agree with you. that or no? I'm just curious. Am I able to say that we both agree with that or yeah, no? Yeah, that's, well, not really with the puzzle. I don't See? agree with there that. There you go. Wow. Like when you finish your wordle, you think you're done? Or are you like, no, I'm still out there hungry to get it in one guess you're done with that wordle yeah yeah but the puzzle of one cr- of wordle is never done. oh got it existential wordle existential that's okay that in that way yes i think you're yeah. correct you're done with that day's wordle but not but never not wordle. wordle got it Try to put it in terms you understand. You oh, know? yeah. Like, say you finish the mini and you've done this in like 25 seconds. Why so short? Yeah, for me, two minutes. Yeah. For you, 25 seconds. But you're always like, Took me a minute can I get? on Monday. I know. Did you feel okay or you're oh, off? I was embarrassed. Yeah. You're, I was you're, enraged. Yeah. You're always trying to get better. So That's true. The puzzle of the mini is never yeah. really done. Maybe if it's a crossword puzzle that you're doing, then you never quite finish it, right? <laughs> a full one? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. That's, that's way too. That's, like that. that's not ever done. Yeah. yeah. That's always uh, just begun. Ooh. I that, like that. That is not a success. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just call it that. Uh, Erica, we're going to be back uh, maybe probably next week. I think so. Is that what you think? Yeah. Just like the coaching staff. got to go sit on the beach. Got to reflect. Swanson's got his flannel picked out. Yeah. We're, we're ready not- to go. What was it uh, during the bye week? He had some custom issues. Yeah. Okay. It's don't don't, don't cross the border if you're Swanson. Yeah. Let's issues. Just stay. Some issues there. Yeah, yeah. Some issues. <laughs> we're going to find a nice there. domestic beach. <laughs> yes. We don't have There's trouble plenty of them. with the law. Exactly. No so. run-ins with uh, swimwear. Swimwear yeah. issues. Dissolvable. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that. No. I don't know what he was thinking. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us. Um. If it's okay with you, I was going to wrap up the show. Is that all right? Do it. You're okay with that? Just do it. Oh, okay. Uh, for Ben Swanson, I am Phil Milani. Thank you so much for listening. This has been another episode of The, the Neutral Zone. And also Eric DeLala. 